Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. God's people have always been through hard times. But God's people have always had God to guide them through hard times. And God's people never were meant to stay in a season of hard. God was always taking them somewhere. This is the story of all of scripture. One day, God will make all things new. Not some things new, all things new. Friend, when we want to give up, God's got something in that for us that tomorrow will be made new. Good morning, City Life. Here we are in the last week of this series, Seasons. Today is titled The Future Season. I think it's imperative that we dream beyond just the season we're in, but if we get too focused on the next, we disrespect the now. We talked about that last week. So having that framework in place last week of the now, but also looking forward because if we don't have hope, if we don't have a dream, we won't have the energy that will help us sustain past the pain that we might face on the daily. Now, today being Mother's Day, shout out to all the moms, all the women, and I am biased, but I have two special moms that I want to give affection for right now. First, my mom, Amy V, the one and only, I love you. Secondly, Queen V, Crystal V, holding it down for the five kids all the time. Thank you for being you. You are amazing. You're my hero. And whether you're a mom by birth or not, women represent motherhood everywhere. And for that, we say thank you. It matters. Jesus had such an affinity for women that was profound. It broke the stereotypes of that day. Women were second-tier citizens and often marginalized, but yet Jesus gave them dignity and gave them purpose and would have them a part of his team. Women are such a great display of faithfulness often, especially in our society. That has been carrying on for thousands of years. They're the last at the cross watching Jesus, and then they're the first to show up at the tomb. So women play a vital role. They should never be second-tier citizens, no matter the situation. So we renounce, as Jesus followers, women, women making less, We renounce women not having rights that are equal with men. And we also say sorry for all of the bigotry and the way as men, we don't esteem women the way we should. But behind every great man is a better woman. And that is true for me. We have some of the team that took time to record a video segment. The song, I don't know if you remember Tupac back in the day, but Dear Mama iconic here's some people saying dear mama and extending some love to their moms check it out from being featured in a gym magazine to holding her family together after you and dad got divorced to then battling cancer for the last three years mom those are just the things i think of when i think about you and how strong you are 
Um, if I can be a tenth of as strong as you are, I'll be killing the game for sure. I love you, Mom. You have always been consistent and compassionate with your love towards me and Allie. I'm so glad God chose you to be my mother. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. Mom, when I think about you, I think of the word yes. You said yes to so many things in my life, from sports to allowing me to dream, to allowing me to really be able to run around Bancroft, Michigan and become the man I've turned into. Thank you. Family, vacations, ice cream sandwich cake, and Big Macs from McDonald's. Some of the things that come to mind when I think about how fun my mom is. And I just love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Mama, thank you for showing me how to be strong. Thank you for showing me how to give and be generous. Mama, you're so consistent, so supportive. You're always there. I can count on you, and I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day, Mama. I hope it's amazing. I love you. Uh, dear Mom, you are strong, you are courageous, and you taught me how to persevere, never give up, and how to respect others. So thank you, Mom. I love you. Dear Mama, all the way to back in the day when I was a kid rocking hats, you've been investing in me, giving me a superpower that few have. That superpower is the power of belief. You always told me I could be anything I wanted to be. God got a hold of that, and look at how he's using everything now. Thank you so much. I love you. Well, today's whole message is not just about moms. Today's message, I think, will transcend and moms carry the culture of what this is about, but the future season. First, I want to talk about the power of a dream. To dream, to think, to be emotional. I think a dream is nuclear in its state that it could blow up a city or it could light a city. It just depends on the vehicle and the system that it's in. And in order to have a dream, we have to be compelled by something, whether that's compassion or our tears and, and, and think beyond where we're at today. For a lot of us, we either have had dreams realized, dreams crushed, or we have dreams that aren't fulfilled yet. And with that can feel empty promises, we become skeptics, and kind of numb to life, wouldn't you say? And if you felt that, you're not alone. You're in good company today. I want to invite you in to dream again. Dream beyond today, but also dream beyond our lifetime. If we were to think of our funeral for a moment, all of us watching this are alive, to think of what would be said at our funeral can be a healthy exercise and a very sobering exercise. What would be said at our funerals? What would we be remembered for? Date born, date died, but it's really about the dash in between. How will we steward our lives? I remember when we would run sprints in basketball, me and one of my buddies would look over at each other, so tired, right? You, you just 
you're exhausted. And we'd always say, but it's going to end. It's going to end. This season will end. It will end. And it will go by. And we've heard this from our grandparents, but, you know, enjoy it because it goes right by. And the older I get, it seems like the faster time goes. I have a goal to slow down time. And for me, that reminds me to cherish the moments, to live in the now. But I found that if I'm stretched, also known as stressed, or I'm satisfied, excited, fulfilled, then time speeds up. And for a lot of us, because of the responsibilities, the older we get, it's speeding up so fast. But there is purpose beyond even our lifetime. And I hope as we zoom out, we will long to hear these words, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to take us to Matthew chapter 25. There's an amazing story that Jesus is describing about the kingdom of heaven and what it's like. And I'm going to read it from verse 14, and it's known as the parable of the talents. For it is just like a man to go about on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent. Hear this. Depending on each one's ability. So in other words, I've got a race to run. You got a race to run. I got a season I'm in. You got a season you're in. I've got a plot of land. This is the plot of land I've got to focus on. What has the Lord given me for my lifetime? What are the abilities that I have? What are the treasures that he's entrusted with me as the master? Then the master goes on their journey. And immediately the man who received the five talents went, got more talents based on their ability and went to work and earned five more. And in the same way, the man who with two earned two more, the man who received only one talent went off, dug a hole, in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, the third person with just the one talent, when the master comes back, rebukes him and eventually it cost him his life because he doesn't invest, he doesn't go about to multiply what has been given to him. And it's out of fear. And when I've read that, I've I've wrestled, why would the master punish the person for making the safe decision? And I thought, oh, okay, I'm getting it more. It's not about the person. It's more about how the person viewed the talents that the master gave them and the view of the master that if the master's good, if the master's in charge, and if the master multiplies, and if the master's business is about loving him and loving people on this life, this little dash that I'm given, then may we spend our lives in such a way that we want to invest it, right? Invest it. So then when the master returns, like, look, look, I've been multiplying all that you gave me. I haven't been hiding. I haven't been holding back. I wasn't comparing, looking at somebody else's, but I was investing. I was going all in. Friend, if you're watching this and you're a one talent, a two talent, or a five talent, it don't matter. You got to invest and go in. 
Now, the first two people, when the master comes back, he says this phrase, and this phrase has been used as we think about one day we will stand before God. Yeah, that's convicting. That's sobering. But we won't be standing with condemnation if we put our faith in Jesus. If we haven't put our faith in Jesus, our sin already condemns us. Today, I hope you make that exchange. We can't earn it, but God gives a gift freely. Now we have the opportunity to be servants when we enter the kingdom of God. Because the son is over the house, we are in the house as servants. Serving with our own lives and our own talents of what we've been given to ultimately invest it, spend it for God's glory and for people, the benefit of others. So as the master comes back to the first person I'll highlight here in verse 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. When our master comes back, Jesus will come back. And one day we will meet him. Life is short, but eternity isn't. Billy Graham's quoted as saying, the last breath we breathe on earth is the first breath we breathe in heaven. Which life are we living for? Which season are we living for? Just the dash? or the legacy, the future season, the future season. So we need dreams that exceed or or, or even supersede our today for, for 2021, 2022. But I'm hoping today that we get a forever dream, a real future dream that is a legacy dream. And we're gonna go back to Moses to see how that looks like. The, the Moses factor as I've thought about his life over and over and over again over the years is maybe my life isn't about me. Now that statement's obvious. We, we, we know that, but it's way harder to live. That maybe the whole point, the whole point of my life that was, it was never about me. And if I don't get to have my dreams realized, will I still go? Will I still give it all? Will I still run Will I still invest my life? Will I still wait for the master return? Will I still want to be faithful? Or will I be so disappointed? So we're going to go back and look at Numbers 27, verses 12 through 17. We can read along together. And to recap a little bit, Moses was used as a leader to lead God's people out of Egypt from slavery and oppression. They have now complained for decades to the point to where God tells him, look, the people are crying out for water. Hit this rock in my name and I will provide water out of the rock. The rock being a type and a signpost to Jesus. The water being a a reminder, the Holy Spirit of who Jesus is, that Jesus is providing, that God is the one that's going to provide. But Moses, in his leadership, had probably gotten so distorted, discouraged, and even filled with anger, as we've seen different times, as we looked at last week. He was 
so angry one time. He's complaining to, he wants to die. He can't stand just the, the, the complaints of the people over a long period of time, right? So he eventually hits the rock, but he does it in his own strength. And he doesn't do it publicly in front of all the people to give God glory. Water flows. And what happens is God tells him, because of that moment, you represented me. There's a consequence. You will not enter the promised land. What if we aren't the ones that will go for the future? Whatever our promised land is. Do we believe that we share in each other's success? Do we believe that we're just a page in a chapter of God's story that he's writing? Do we believe that our life is complete in the finished work of Jesus on the cross when he yelled out, it is finished, that he's victorious, so therefore I'm victorious? Because all of us watching this, especially Jesus followers, our surety, our worth, our purpose is supernaturally secure. We have a victory forever. A freedom flag that could never be taken down, no matter what season of pain brings, suffering, you name it. That Jesus won it for me. He won it for you. And we share in his victory. Now, our dreams sometimes can get in the way of that because we got to see them fulfilled. And if I don't see them fulfilled, and then I, I won't feel that my life matters. And friend, I think that is a shallow thought. I think a, a, a more master level thought is how can we give up our lives? How can we give up our leadership? I heard it once by Pastor Chris Hodges that our best fruit would be found on others' trees. So Moses is told by God, he's not gonna get to go to the promised land. And that's where we're gonna pick up the story in verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, go up to this mountain of Abiram, range and see the land that I have given the Israelites. I've read this passage and wept because I know what it's like to have a dream and want to see it realized so bad. God's showing him, hey, that's where I'm going to lead the children of Israel, but you're not going to get to go. Verse 13, after you have seen it, you will also be gathered to your people as Aaron, your brother was, meaning he's going to die. His dash is going to be over. When the community quarreled in the wilderness of Zin, both you rebelled against my command to demonstrate my holiness in their sight at the waters. Leaders, we, we, we are judged to a higher standard. Those in power or authority that are over anybody. And I think what we'll find before we leave this time together is that all of us have the ability to influence people. You know who those people are? The next generation in the next generations to come. What are our kids watching us do? How are they watching us handle our business? What are the businesses that we're using to point towards the future season? Is it just the now, the now, the now? If it's oil, it's now. 
If it's a city, it's now. If it's a car, it's now. It doesn't matter the fossil print, it, right? It's just now, 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 now. No, oh, come on. We steward the now. We steward the talents. But we're looking towards forever in succession towards the future. And this is where it gets just profound. Those were the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. So Moses appealed to the Lord. Check Moses out here. May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all, appoint a man over the community who will go out before them and come back in before them and who will bring them out and bring them in so that the Lord's community won't be like sheep without a shepherd. This is just like Jesus when he's looking at Jerusalem. He's like, look, they're like, a sh they're like sheep without a shepherd. He had compassion on them. So pray that there will be more laborers. Pray that there will be more people that will be about the kingdom work, the heavenly work, the eternal work, the life that really matters, that there's another dimension. There's another portal. After we die, it's not over. This isn't some DMT experience that just for a moment, people get a flash. It is real. You and me are eternal beings. This body is an earth suit. We have a spirit and we are meant to be with our maker. But sin gets in the way. It's clogged it. It's clogged the signal. But thank God he sent Jesus. Not to condemn us, but to free us. That anyone who believes in him will have new life and be born again. This is what we want said at our funeral. This is what we want said in our life. That even if we're looking over whatever our dreams may be, can we humble ourselves for a moment right now? Can it be about the next people? Can it be about the next generation? Can it be about the fruit on other people's trees? Can it be about the kids? And shout out to the moms who make it about the kids. It's always been about the kids. For real, always about the kids. Women and children first. When's the best time to plant a tree? Well, for sure, 10 years ago. <laughs> When's the next best time? Today. Deuteronomy 31. We get to see how Moses passes the baton. After 40 years of dealing with God's people, complaining, he's in a leadership role. He's never going to get to see the promised land physically. He got to see it with his eyes or never get to taste touches. But yet, he wants it to continue. It's bigger than himself. And so he's going to pass the baton to Joshua. So inspiring. We'll read 1 through 8. Chapter 31, Deuteronomy, here we go. Then Moses continued to speak these words to all of Israel saying, I'm now 120 years old. I can no longer act as your leader. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan. The Lord, your God is the one who will cross ahead of you. Great leadership now. Reminding that it's been God in control, God in charge. The Lord, your God is the one who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and you will drive them out. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you as the Lord has said. 
The Lord will deal with them as he did Sion and Og and the kings of the Amorites in their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them over to you. Future season. And you must do to them exactly as I've commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. In my personal study this week, looked at Moses in Exodus 14. The armies are chasing the children of Israel. And before he tells them the Lord will fight for you, you only have to be still or be silent. He says, do not be afraid. And I thought, that is what great leaders say. You know what great leaders say? Do not be afraid. And it's not some false confidence. It's, it's like, no, we know the one who's over the seasons. God is with us. God is fighting for us. So don't be afraid. And here he is at the end of his life. He's saying the same thing. Don't be terrified or afraid of for why the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave or abandon you. Emmanuel, God with us. Come on, man, shout, type, say something. Ah! Sorry, I digress. Verse seven, Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel, here he is, come here. He says, this is my boy. I wanna raise him up. I wanna pass this on. Be strong and courageous for you will go with the people into the land the Lord swore to give to their ancestors. You will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. He's passing the baton and he will never be the one who goes. What if it was never about me? What if it was never about you? Come on, we know it's not. I think the best thing we could do to answer this, how do we live a future season? How do we live a story that at our funeral, people would say, wow, they made a difference. They weren't perfect. Look, none of us are perfect. Moses wasn't perfect, right? But yet his life is, we're gonna look, you know what happened after Moses died? He gets celebrated throughout all of scripture. He doesn't get condemned for his moment of mistake. In fact, it references him in Joshua 1, 1, 1, 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. What would be on our tombstone? You imagine just walking up to somebody's tombstone and it said, the servant of the Lord. Who rests here? The servant of the Lord. That's a good statement. That's, that, that would be a life's goal that I would be known as the servant of the Lord. Somebody gets up on your, the funeral. What, what were they good at? What, what did they do? What did they, did they give? Did they blah, 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 they love their family? No, they were just a servant of the Lord. Think, yeah, that's a good goal. Moses wasn't referenced by his mistake. He was referenced by his faith. You and me, we won't be referenced by our mistakes. We will be referenced by our faith. Well done, my good and faithful servant. How do we be a faithful servant? We have to have faith in the one who is over the whole house. We are servants in the house. Hebrews 3, 5 and 6, it says, Moses was faithful as a servant in all of God's household as a testimony to what would be said in the future. But Christ was faithful as a son over his household. And we are that household if we hold on. Hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. Dream to start a business. Yeah. Dream to create some music. Yeah. 
Dream to build the house. Okay, okay, yeah. Dream to... What about a dream to serve God and people? What about a hope and a confidence that's in Jesus? The same sermon I'm preaching right now, I'm sitting behind the camera too. I want to live these words. There's not pressure that makes you feel that you can. There's privilege that the Lord invites us in to his story that he's writing. Because one day he's coming back and he will make all things new. We thought it would be really cool for today, Mother's Day, and that it is really all about our kids. And I want to give us a dream filter on how we can kind of test our dreams to, to live a future season that matters. And I'll, I'll go through that really quick. So if you got your notes out, I'll share that in just a moment. But I want to cut away to our oldest. Our oldest has said their whole life, Jerome, he has the same name. He said he wants to be a pastor. And we thought it would be so fitting if he gave a little sermon for his first time ever today, because today is all about legacy. It's all about the future season. It's all about our kids. It's all about the best fruit is found on other people's trees. It's all about succession. It's not about Moses. It's not about me. It wasn't about Joshua. It was about what God was doing in people. God's still doing that today. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. And... It's about our kids. You don't have to have kids to make it about the kids. In fact, a lot of us that don't have kids, we can be the big brother or big sister or big father or big mother that we never had. So let's give it up. Come on, Jerome Cyrus. Peace. Just have peace in this season. I believe that we should have peace through the season and that COVID-19 may shut down a lot of opportunities and open opportunities like I have more time to clean. And, so, and there are some times, if you're like me, you say, if only I had more time to praise God and Jesus. But then it turns out that even when this, with this opportunity, to praise him, the humanity kicks in, and we forget what living is all about. Number one, praising Jesus and God. We praise him through this time, knowing that he will guide you, and that he will protect you, and that he has already given us grace, and he'll give us more if we just honor him and praise him. Number two, leading people to heaven. If there's like a family member or friend you know, call them or FaceTime them and tell them that this all has a purpose and that God is still has meant them for great things. Number three, love Jesus and God with all your mind, body, soul, and strength. Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. 22, verse 37 to 38. Just love him, knowing that he has already guided us and that he has already given us love 
and that we should love him back, and that he will protect us through the season. Number four, give God glory in everything we do. Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Just give him glory. Just give him praise. Give him everything. Because he has already protected us and given us grace. And I feel that sometimes we forget what we're meant to do here. I mean, on earth, what we're meant to do here on earth. I mean, if there is a heaven, what what are we on earth for? To lead people back to God. So I feel like we should we should set aside at least 30 minutes to praise God when our humanity kicks in and talk to people about Jesus and give them hope through the season and tell them what they are meant for if they have an a, a illness or a sickness or a virus tell them that God still cares about them and that they are meant for great things. Okay. Hey, Big Jerome, Little Jerome, I don't know what you're going to refer to him now after that. He's telling us have peace, peace, that he's giving us three points. We didn't help coach him. He just wrote that on his own. And look, he's stewarding his land, his season, You and me, we each have talents that God gave us too. We all have abilities that the Lord has entrusted with. The master is saying, hey, how will you invest your lives, right? Here's a dream filter that I think can be super helpful in exercise as we go about the day um, to make our life count for the future season always. Number one is when we're dreaming about the future, let's make sure that God gets the glory that it's bigger than ourselves, that people wouldn't look back and, oh, they could do that alone. It was a, a, a dream that led to just me, that we would lead to Jesus, we would point to him, and it would be bigger, bigger than ourselves. This calibrates me. It checks my motives. Um, number, that's number one. Number two is to make it about God's people, his family, the household of faith that it would build his church, it'd build his people. And then here's where it, I think, becomes unstoppable. Number three, it will build all people. People are made in the image of God. Everything we do, everything we dream, the future season, that will exceed my lifetime. We pray it will be for God, his glory, for our King and for the new Jerusalem country, heaven. It'll be for the advancement of his cause, his people, the church. And then number three, it will also benefit all people, all races, all faces, they belong. Which is why even throughout this week, he's. You've seen the news. That's why we stand up for cases like 
Ahmad Arbery. That's why we stand up when people don't have a voice. The good news isn't just a message to be shared, it's a life to be lived. It's an action. Justice happened on the cross, but now justice is also played out daily through who? Me, you. Game time now. Make our life count. Servants of the Lord. Servants of the Lord. Where are you at in your dream? Disappointed and kind of given up? Maybe trying too hard? Or just asking God, hey, I need a new one today. Rob and Tina are going to lead us in a song to saturate our souls and awaken our spirits right now that we would dream God's dream bigger than ourselves and be like Moses and ask the Lord, what do you want me to do for the future? The kids, what do you want me to do for the future in my city? What do you want me to do to spend my life, invest my life that it's short, but eternity isn't? How do I make a difference that will count? And the differences that will really count, I don't think it'll ever be seen. It might be prayers that are prayed I love yous that are said. Behind the scenes, succession plans that we're investing in our kids, volunteering at our local inner city schools. We put too much of an emphasis on the show, on the stage, that we've missed the most important thing. Every season, there's a reason. They come and go, but Jesus remains the same. So as we started this message, started this service with one of the worship songs was Our Father, Let Heaven Come. We're praying the Lord's Prayer through singing. God, give us new perspective to dream beyond today and let heaven come in our lives. You can't change yesterday. But you can plant the seeds today for the tree, for tomorrow. Because the seeds for the future are seeds planted today. Let's sing. Let's worship. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.